When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, guys, and welcome to another episode of Mugger, Make United Great Again. Sounds like that title is going to be going on forever. At this rate, um, before I get into things, um, obviously make sure you are signed up to the United Patreon. Um, We had a touchline-wide Patreon piece actually go out last Friday, so check that out. Good stuff on there. If you're not already signed up to the Discord, make sure you're signed up and check that out. Um, And yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter, subscribe on Spotify, uh, podcast, all of that, all of that. Um, So much further ado, got some interesting members on the cast today. Um, Alex, I'm going to start off with you because I haven't seen you here for a minute. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good to be back, you know back um yeah you can understand why i haven't been here <laughs> i don't think it's a mystery <laughs> but um yeah what are you saying tough time never last tough time never laugh only tough people last <laughs> only tough people last, only tough people last. <laughs> what are you saying Atta? how you doing yeah You, you sound like you're struggling. That's like connection, bro. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Um, rah, you're living in a 2G, 2G world, bro. What's going on? It was final talk before. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. What are you saying? Your internet got stage fright? I'll, uh, I'll, move, on to, I'll move on to Gaz and then I'll come back to you. Gaz, how you doing? Um, I'm numb to the to the pain now, my bro. I'm, 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 do you know what it is? Oh, yeah, that sounds like a mixtape cover, man. That might it be rules. The, that might be the episode name already, bro. Do you know what it is? Uh, yeah, you have to detach, man. You have to detach, and that's the only way you can get through the through the, through the struggle. So I'm alright though. Nah, it's a fact, man. Um, cool. Yeah, we all know what happened. Dumped out of yet another cup competition. Um, seemingly the only one which I think we potentially could have had um, a chance of winning. Although you say that and you look at some of the other clubs who are still in the in that cup, we probably wouldn't have anyway. But, you know, I think a nice cup run would have done our season um, some, well, I wouldn't say justice, but given us some joy. Um, I'm going to come to you, uh, Gaz, since you're you're clocking up the uh, the fixtures, you're clocking up the appearances on this pod. Uh, yeah. When you saw that that uh, fixture against Barra, what did you think? How did you think it'd go down? Um, I don't know with this team and this club anymore. Um, you'd always expect United to win, but yeah, you just you. I I don't have much faith in in football at all anymore, let alone Manchester United. So. Yeah, you'd expect United to take, to take the win, uh, especially especially at Old Trafford, mm. um, where you should be favourites at your home ground. But man, it, and it's the FA Cup, you know, like you know the these people are like the spirit of the FA Cup, and you never know what can happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Imagine like, if the FA Cup ever dies. Yeah, yeah. As we saw, Bournemouth. That's what I'm saying. Like 
there's some it's, there's some good stories there, but we even gave Soul Bamba story anyway. More power. <laughs> No, we won't talk on that one, innit? It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful story for yeah. himself, anyway. But yeah, for us, yeah. it's, a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, it's not a new one. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a pencil pusher or a negative Nancy. But he's been playing for a year now, so it's not, it's not new. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate. Yeah, but I, I'm just, I'm just laying out the facts, innit? <laughs> <laughs> as you please in it. I like I like Soul Bamba in it, but yeah. Um I'm gonna go to you then, uh Alex. When you saw that lineup, what did you think? Obviously, um PP back in it. Yeah, come and do some damage. What what did you think of the lineup? Did you think there was any cause for concern? Did you see that game panning out how it did? Um honestly, when I saw the lineup, yeah, I was a bit like cool. I was a bit like, yeah, this is this is decent enough. To get the job done in the FA Cup, Did you get it. We started, we started quite strong. Let me pull up the lineup. Um, I'm trying to remember the defense. I think it was Diogo Dallo, um, Dallo, Varane, Varane Maguire, Maguire, and Shaw. Sure. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is a strong, strong. This is uh, as close to the strongest as we're probably gonna get for now. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, when I saw the lineup, I was just like, yeah, this is good. This is everything looks. Great. I feel like Ralph set up well. I don't think Ralph did anything wrong in terms of the setup, in terms of the lineup. I've had issues with his selection before, and I've just been like, "Oh God, what are you doing?" Do you get what I'm saying? Even when I saw Ronaldo and Bruno, I wasn't even worried slightly because because it's FA Cup and Middlesbrough. I just thought, okay, we can crush it on them. Do you know what I'm saying? That like, we can just crush it on them. Like, if, it's, it's not that. It's not. It's, it's not like a league game where I care about how we play. Do you know what I'm saying? We can yeah, just crash yeah. it on them and go to the next round. Something like... Yeah, yeah, something like... And then, obviously, the game panned out how it panned out. And then I was just thinking, Lord have mercy. <laughs> this Maybe this combination of players isn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear that. Um, Aka, I mean, I think it was seven big chances that we missed during that game. I actually thought... Of all the Ragnick performances we've had, this is probably one of the better ones. I think his first game against Crystal Palace, we were waxing lyrical. But other than that, I haven't seen us create that many chances going forward. Um, how do you think we actually played? Um, and why do you think we came away without, without the victory, without advancing? Um, I think as a standalone performance, it was a pretty good performance. Like you said, on another day, Ronaldo scores a penalty. We put the chances away and we bury them. I think with what's happened this season, this can happen in the cup. I don't know if you guys remember when we played Portsmouth in 2008. Similar kind of game. We pammed them yeah. and they, they came away with um, a decision. Alex, Alex is saying, yeah, but he has no recollection. <laughs> Portsmouth 2008 when Ronaldo scored that free kick? No, no, no. The cup game that year. Oh, the cup game. Okay. So in the cup game, we pammed them for 90 minutes. We couldn't break. We couldn't score. Hit the post. I think they got a decision, keeper got sent off, um, and they won the game. Similar kind of thing here. I thought we did well for the 120 minutes. We should have won the game in normal time. They got the rub of the green with the handball, didn't they? Yeah. And I think as a standalone performance, it can happen in the cup. I think what heightens is the season that we've had, what's happened in the weeks leading up to this. Um, it's just another kind of you know, a roadblock in our season. And I think that's why it's been heightened. But the performance, I didn't see anything wrong with the performance, to be honest with you. I thought the performance <clears> was pretty good and probably one of the better ones under Ralph. Yeah, 
Yeah. How, uh, how, I'm going to stick with you, Aka. How detrimental do you think that defeat is to our season? I mean, obviously, right now, we're still into competitions. One, albeit fighting for fourth place. We're in nothing, we are in nothing. <laughs> we are out of all competitions, all right? We're not winning any more trophies. It's officially five years without a trophy. Um, it's quite, it's very, it's very detrimental because. I mean, historically as well, United has a quite a strong link with the FA Cup, but in the last 20 years, that's just sort of gone. So even when we were rubbish in the 70s and 80s, we used to win the FA Cup. Um, even in the 90s under Fergie, we won the FA Cup, and then it's dried up. Um, I really wanted a, a cup run this year. It was the best chance of winning silverware. It's a trophy, like I said, we don't win very often in recent history, but now it's gone. I don't see us really getting top four. And we need a miracle in it. I'm on my knees for a Champions League, but we need a miracle to win a Champions League. So I think quite. You know what it is as well. What's that? You know what you said about the cup thing, bro. Yeah. Like, I've always thought, yeah, the cups are always a great way to, to breed a winning mentality within a team. Because they're, they're probably the easier trophies to win, first of all, um, in terms of it's a bit of luck. Luck of the draw. You might win the odd game here, and then you're there. Bam, in the final. And. I don't think there's many players in our current team that are actual winners that have won things. It's just it's a true. loser mentality that flows throughout the team. And they, when they lose, they, the way I, when I see them and they look like they feel sorry for themselves, it makes me sick. Mm. Like, I actually just hate this team. Hate these guys, <laughs> bruv. Like, there's no, right. like... Oh, it's just nasty, bro. It's just <laughs> nasty. But yeah, like I remember when we won the League Cup in 0... 06. Was it 05? It was 06. 06. Yes, I was 05. thinking of that, because... That yeah. was the big one. That team, when they won that League Cup, the, the kids got a feel for it. Yeah, and then we went on and we had this, this massive tri- trophy-laden period. But, yeah, we, we really need a trophy. But we, we made a meal of the Cups this year. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, the team in 06, though, had people yeah, like... Different yeah. <laughs> different yeah. 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 yeah, different level. Yeah, different gravy, weren't they? Um, I think the, the current squad that we're dealing with they're probably finishing in the in the right position for, for their level of talent. We're probably going as far as we deserve to go in these cup runs. And uh, yeah, like the football, like a lot of football is a mentality thing as well. I'm not necessarily pointing to Friday's fixture as um, a mentality thing, but I think we saw, especially with um, Oli's tenure, that when it got to the important games, semi-finals, finals, the team for some reason or another choked. Um, and you can't be doing that on successive occasions. It's just not going to breed success. And now we've got a team that I think it's what we've lost seven out of the last um, eight penalty shootouts, yeah. which is which is crazy. And uh, you know, like watching United as a kid, if we were going to go one twenty minutes or um, or penalties, I always had a feeling that we'd come through. Whereas now it's a complete uh, complete reverse. That um that Fergie hoodoo or voodoo whatever we're, he does we're paying for his sins bro yeah yeah we are literally we are literally the new Liverpool watch even I, no even Liverpool used to win penalty shootouts though when they were rubbish <laughs> <laughs> they've got a good record in penalty shootouts they used to win cup competitions on penalty shootouts but we can't even save one let alone win one yeah it's peak man idea boy. I know what it's like to be a proper football fan now. Like, this <laughs> last decade, yeah, I've actually seen, yeah, football is actually painful. Um, but hey, yeah, question, me... question, Stevie, yeah. Stevie, question quickly. Which yeah. United team have you not hated the most? 
like out of the Mourinho, the sort of Oli slash Rangnick, the LBG. Which team? This one. Do you feel like you've? This That's a great question. Yeah, I think this. If it wasn't for this current season, I would mm-hmm. say the Louis Van Gaal era because that was so painful to watch. I thought it was just it was a terrible, terrible team footballing wise. But this team now, it's just brought me so much pain. It's actually brought me so much pain. Mm-hmm. I, there was one point where I thought, "Ah, oh, I'm done emotionally with football." Yeah, but <laughs> this, this team has brought me to new lows. Yes, I agree. What about, what about you, Alex? No, I can't lie. It's this one. Before this one, though, before this season, because I didn't expect this season to turn out the way it did. Yeah. But before this season, because I think everyone's going to say this season, if I'm honest. Um, oh, which one brought more anger out of me? I really do. Oh, it had to be Van Gaal because he had Jones taking corners and Memphis the pie. We lost to Watford. I see certain games. Everton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis Van Gaal. It had to be Louis. Louis. When he left, when they sacked him after the FA Cup final, the joy in my heart was more than winning the trophy. Like, I was more excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, how, how long did that joy last when you found out that we were getting chosen? Oh no, I, I love know, okay. I'm different. I sobered I up love, very quickly. I loved Jose, bro. Like I've loved okay. Jose all throughout his career. When we got him, I was like, okay, fair enough. He's gonna whip the nonsense out of these boys. And then when he came, I was saying that Sean needs a brain, he's a mechanic, brain mechanic. He was saying that Pompa's <laughs> a virus. He was saying Lukaku's useless. Like, what can we like? I was just like well, yeah. well, we can't be saved. In in hindsight, I don't <laughs> I don't think Mourinho was the right manager for us, but in hindsight, a lot of the statements he made about the crop of players we had may, may not have been wrong. Yeah, they, they're not wrong. wrong. We're being nice. They're not wrong. He's he was spot on, and the thing is, he was so accurate as well. Like everything he said, more or less everything is happening. Apart from the pop of virus, we still haven't seen any examples of that. But maybe he's just talking about his contract situation and how he feels like he can just do what he wants. But apart from that. Honestly, he's not wrong. He is not wrong. I'm I'm yet Smack. to see him. Smack is like he targeted like a group of players like Martial, Shaw, Lingard. Pop was probably the one he got wrong, but the others like yeah. his analysis of them is fairly accurate. Did like, he get Pogba wrong? Like, I remember people saying, "Oh, Martial." I think he got Pogba wrong. I think he got Pogba wrong. I, I mean, I if you asked me that question three years ago, I, w- I would have been Team Mourinho. But um, I've seen, uh, I've learned to appreciate Pogba a lot more. I think Pogba's an easy target, <laughs> and people will, will say, "Because yeah, we're shit." That's an understatement, <laughs> isn't it? But people will just say, "Oh, yeah." Wait, he, did you well, Pogba, Pogba is like he's just he's blamed. No, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. that that's he's an easy target. It's an understatement. That no, he's I'm saying no, Gaz. I feel like Gaz just said Pogba shit. No, I said because we're shit. Like, no, he's sure United. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I said because okay. United. He's not. Shit. He's anything no, but really... shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's not but shit. Sure. And I, I think, I think the last three years have shown that. Hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, just focusing in on that game, um, a little bit more. I wanted to speak a bit on Sancho. Got his first goal at Old Trafford. Made sure he put it on Twitter as well, despite us losing the game. 
Um, what did you think about his uh, his performance, guys? Obviously, there are certain detractors of Sancho on this podcast. I'm not going to name mm. them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, did you did you see calls for improvement and and then I guess wider than Sancho as well? Um, like I was saying, I, I thought this was probably our best attacking display since Ragnick's first game. Are you still seeing signs of progress, or do you think that was just what you'd expect to see against a championship side? Um. So with Jaden, I feel as though he is. I wouldn't have known this before, but maybe I should have. He's a he's definitely a confidence player, it seems. And mm. the player that I would have likened him to be is someone that isn't necessarily quick. We've discussed this before anyway, but he's someone mm. that will take on his man and then try and do give and take. Which mm-hmm. uh Bass Boss, you know, like I give, you take, give and take. We've yeah. got a lot of those type of players like mm-hmm. Martial was a give and go, Lingard, all them types of man. Sancho isn't an electric winger, so I, I my expectations of him were never that I always looked at him and wanted to see him, his final pass is always something that stood out. Uh, his ability to interchange with other players, and he has—he is a very skillful player. And I haven't seen any of that in his mm-hmm. time. I feel as though on was it Friday night? Yes, it was on Friday night. We saw small signs of hope. I'm not going to oversell his performance and say I thought he was very good. I did. I didn't. I'd still would like to see him be more positive. I'd still like to see him be a bit more. Uh, technically secure with the ball in terms of his passing, in terms of his touch at times, but it was a, it was a, it, it was progress. But then you have to counter the fact that it's against Willsborough, and uh, they play, they play a three at the back with wing back. So like, I think their guy that was on the other side of him, Isaiah Jones, is even yeah. a winger, really and truly. Like we should really be taking advantage of those type of situations. But for him, it's progress. Um, the goal would do him confidence. Even the little dick before that, when he hit the crossbar, promising again. Um, uh, so yeah, it's signs of hope, I guess. But it's, it's Middlesbrough, and we lost to Middlesbrough. So how can I even say it's Middlesbrough, bro? <laughs> I can't even say that really, truly. So it's mad, but it? it's hope. Yeah, yeah, it's hope, though. I guess there's a yeah. little glimmer of something. Hopefully, he can take the small bits of moments that he did well at, against Borough and take that into the next game. But he did seem to pull up a little something. He seemed to yeah. pull up like he did his hammy or his groin or something. So, yeah. and Raf didn't even take him off. Yeah, he left him nice. on. He left him, which would he left him on, and then he looked like it got worse. So, we'll yeah. see that. but Ralph hasn't said anything about that today in his press off. So, I'm expecting him to be involved against Burnley. Aka, what's uh, what's your thoughts on the boy Jaden? Uh, we haven't heard your take on him this season so far. So, be, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear your view. Looks like he's declining. Sorry, guys. You I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, I've got a really bad connection. Here. <laughs> That's all right, man. Um, now, I was just asking your take on Jaden this season. Um, I think Jaden needs more around him and more from those around him as well. He's coming to um, a terrible season, and you know he's trying to settle back in to England, and it's just not played out. I mean, I'm not going to judge Jaden on this year. I'm going to give him a free pass because mm. I just feel like he's coming to a car crash of a team, a car crash of a situation. He's come from quite a, a quite a good system at Dortmund into an absolute rubbish system here. And we're trying to get a system in place. He, I think there is slight improvements. I'm not going to say that he's been amazing. He looks slightly better on the weekend. Um, but it's one of them. He needs a system. He, he, he's kind of like Gaz said, 
He's a you-take-the-ball, I-take-the-ball kind of player. He needs more around him. I feel sometimes he's too isolated on the wing. And he's not an electric winger. He's not going to, you know, run past his man, drop a shoulder. Um, he might do it now and then, but he won't do it in a regular. I think we need more around Jaden, to be honest, next year to get the best out of him. Cool. And just and off it, that as well, though. Just off that. Sorry to interrupt, man. It's no like, that just shows our recruitment strategy. It's just a bag of shit. Because if, if you know Sancho's skill set and you know what he's good at, what he's not, I personally don't think you can have players like Fred McTominay, um, Aaron Wambasaka, yeah. and Luke Shaw to a lesser degree around him. He needs players that are as technically secure as technically secure as him. Sorry. So, for me, if we're gonna have gonna got him, we should have recruited better elsewhere as well. But yeah, I digress. We're, we're just a bag of shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you let's think? Do you let's think that? Do you think? Do you think if we didn't buy Ronaldo, he would have had a better season? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. Cause I, I think I think what happened is because like Gaz said as well. I I didn't I didn't think of him as a confidence player. I didn't think mm -hmm. of him as a confidence player. But he was supposed to be the mark he signed in the summer. He was someone mm -hmm. that we chased for eighteen months, two years. He was meant mm -hmm. to be you know the guy that's going to come in, take that right wing, and do his thing. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. Ronaldo comes in. The internet mm -hmm. blows up. You know, and Sancho sort of brushed aside, and he, he he couldn't get to the starting eleven at the start of the year. And if you look at confidence and the way he is, and mm -hmm. now we see he's a confidence player, that mm -hmm. might have set him back. I I think I'm, I'm not saying it would have been amazing, but mm -hmm. I think he might have been slightly better if Ronaldo didn't come in. Uh, Alex, um, you're, <laughs> you're saying like you're not buying that at all? <laughs> no, I'm not buying. That. You know, I'm not even buying that. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. I appreciate it wasn't in the same season, but. Um, Dortmund, I mean, Sancho was Dortmund's star boy until Haaland, yeah? Cool. Haaland came in on a mad thing, just same thing, blue, like Sancho, people didn't weren't talking about Sancho anymore, do you know what I'm saying? Cool. I think that star, in his head, he's a star. Sancho thinks he's a star, in my opinion. He, do, he doesn't have confidence issues in terms of who he is, but on the pitch, I just feel like he needs time. Even at Dortmund, it took him three months to warm up sometimes. Last season, he didn't start performing until about December, January. Yeah, and everyone yeah, was yeah. thinking, raw, like, is it because he wants to come in United? Is he sabotaging? Da, 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 da. I just think Sancho in general needs people around him that are on what he's on. Ronaldo or no Ronaldo, I promise you now, this guy was never going to kick on in the first season at this chaotic team. Ronaldo is not the reason why we are rubbish. Do you get it? Ronaldo's not the reason why we can't, he can't take a first touch. Ronaldo's not the reason why he can't take on his man. Do you get it? It's just, it's just little things. The little, little things that make a guy normal footballer, he's not, he wasn't even doing until about probably now. And even now, it's, it's, I feel like everyone's giving him, trying to boost his confidence because really and truly, he hasn't done anything. Like, even the goal he scored, he was jockeying and jockeying. He still refuses to take on his man. So... <laughs> I feel like we've got a bit of way to go with Sancho. I'm not. I, I don't want to be too hard on him because I know he he will come good. In my opinion, I, I just don't know who if he will be the world beater that everybody expects him to be at Manchester United because of how we are. But yeah, I, I don't know about that Ronaldo thing. I feel like certain other players, he who shall not be named, probably affected. But it doesn't matter anymore. He's not around no more. So yeah. I feel like other people certainly, but not not Sanch, not Sanch. Yeah, I, I think um 
inclined to uh, to agree with you. Um, before we move off that Middlesbrough game, I think we've got to talk about that. Well, what I thought was a quite ridiculous refereeing decision, but I think technically, if they're going against the letter of the law, I think it's actually a correct decision. It just seems that the laws need to be um, rewritten. Gaz, what was your take on that uh, that goal, which I guess stood, but in most people's eyes shouldn't have? I don't know, man. If you play football, I'm sure we all have done here at some, to, to a degree, but I, I can't see how that stands. And the whole VR thing is just a, is a, it's a very confusing use of, of, of technology which I don't think has been created. I don't think the rules have been created by people that, that play football, mm. if that makes sense. That's fine. And the uses of the VAR is being used, is the rules for the VAR are created by, from what it seems, because I, I don't know. So I'm not going to ask like a professor. No, you're right. It seems as though that they're created by people that don't play football. And that's all I have to say on it, really. Like, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, though. Like, we, right at the end of the day, Barak came out, rode their luck in in in, asp- in many aspects of the game because we had enough chances but yeah with the var thing for me it's not a goal but I, yeah i don't know yeah that yeah. shouldn't be the reason why that shouldn't be the excuse that i used to defend why we didn't go through so. cool what was the uh reason we didn't go through then if i don't talk about bruno missing an open goal from about what five six yards I would be slaughtered by some of the <laughs> some of his detractors on this pod. So let's quickly touch on that. And obviously, Ronaldo missed the pen as well. Um, yeah, um, Bruno for me tried to be too cool and too too sort of wavy, too too I'm just gonna slot this and too yeah. you know like yeah like the touch was good. He set himself up beautifully, um, but I think he tried to be too cute, too sexy, too nice with it. Um, and that, that that that's frustrating because bro, like. We should be bagging that ten times out of ten. There's no excuses, um, but we had plenty more chances. Um, I just what I find interesting. I think Elijah put it in the chat the other day with the the, the formation, and obviously like how it lined up as a four three three should have been a four three three because of everything that Rafa said about the way he wants us to set up. But it ended up being at times like a four four two with Bruno like basically as a second striker, and that time when we were on the ball like Bruno's basically playing ten. So it's like. This guy's very indisciplined, man. And again, that's not the reason why we lost because we played enough chances. But it'd be interesting to see how that sort of translates to our league games if we still play Pogba alongside McTominay and uh, Bruno because Bruno is... Bro, he's indisciplined, man. On and off the ball. He's very indisciplined. And it will cost us in maybe the bigger games. Again, against... we got City at the start of March. So Mm. that would be be interesting. Yeah. By the Uh, way, our March run is ugly. Just saying. (laughs) The yeah, season's been ugly. <laughs> it's it's mad. We've been living in a bubble in terms of our fixtures, and yet we haven't come out of it very well. Um, and it's only going to get worse. I boy, it's good to have Pogba back, and I want to touch on his uh, his performance quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we're going to need him desperately during the second half of the season. Fingers crossed. He normally has one big injury a season. Fingers crossed this is it because we actually need him for the remainder. Um, but yeah, Alex, what did you think of his performance? Uh, the, it seemed the, the group chat was a bit divided. I thought he played really well, but some yeah. were saying that he wasn't doing too much. What was your tip? 
the harsher the harsher critics amongst us were saying there was a whole whole pack of mid, but um, <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought I thought I thought he was playing quite well in midfield. Like I really do, because um, it just as soon as the game started, I, I felt oh, we have somebody in midfield that can turn, that can receive it, that can dribble, that can pass. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like oh my god, this is football. Like finally. Like, wow, you would think Man United, do you know what I'm saying? So, when I was seeing Pogba, I can't lie to you, it was it was less of he was playing well, more of I'm so happy about him. Yeah. So, I felt at ease. And, okay, in terms of his performance, he played well, man. I would give that a solid 7, 7.5 out of 10. He played well. I feel like he was the best midfielder on the pitch, easily. Um, created chances... Took up, did McTominay help McTominay held McTominay's hand? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, McTominay left him to die out there. Honestly, someone that's coming back off a, a long five month injury, McTominay said, "Brother, <laughs> you thought I was gonna help? Hold that. Hold that. <laughs> he said, "Hold that, rude boy. Five months. You're coming to you're coming to earn your paycheck, boy. So yeah, yeah, especially but, especially on the ball, especially on the ball to what you said. Yeah. 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 Um. When you when you're trying to build up through the back and play through the thirds, um, McTominay is just not capable of doing that at any level. No disrespect. Yeah, disrespect him. Actually, I was going to say no disrespect to the line. Big disrespect. Uh, he's not capable of doing that. Um. So Pogba was doing his job as well as his own in terms of helping us progress the ball and trying to get the ball to relax the Sancho and Rashford, as well as doing what he would have to do in terms of his role. So, um, yeah, just bouncing off what Alex said, really and truly. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, facts, yeah. So, yeah, that's... I think he played well, man. And nice to have him back as well, man. Yeah. Just in Aka, time. Aka, you, uh, are you buying into this school of thought that he's lost some of his athleticism? No, he looked good. Like, Pogba's got quality on the ball. I think he looks good. Obviously, he's coming back from a quite a long time out as well. Mm-hmm. I've got no worries about Pogba. He's an asset. He's, and like I said, there's a type of football we're trying to play. We need a Pogba in the middle of the pitch. We need a Pogba to do what he can do. Um, I think we saw that when Pogba went off. When Pogba went off, I was I was like, this is going to penalties now. Yeah. yeah. So that says it all. Like the drop off was massive when Pogba went off, and that says it all. So anyone that says he had a bad game, just have to look to how we played after he went off. Yeah, one hundred percent. Cool. Whilst um, whilst I've got you guys, I know it's been. Uh, we've had Ragnik in charge now for I think it's eleven games, um, which is I think it's enough of a sample size to say how we think he's doing. Um, quickly, if I go around, um, grade his uh, current stay at United from one to ten. Ten obviously being the best. I'll start with you guys. Uh, six. Um six because I feel as though no matter how we've gone about it, I guess, defensively we are leaking less goals. So there is a bit more stability in, in regards to just our ship off the ball and defensively. Um, I do believe we've run our luck in some of those moments as well. Mm-hmm. But more recently, I will say I've been a bit more impressed, especially when we switched to the 4-3-3 or what mm-hmm. should be a 4-3-3, um, depending on how Bruno feels. Uh, we've been a bit more stable in time and a bit more balanced in both aspects of the game going forward defensively. Um, I still feel as though we have issues creating 
clear cut chances. I don't watch United and feel as though we create the best opportunities for our forwards, be it Sancho, Rashford, uh, Ronaldo, Alanga, I guess, um, and whoever else has played for us in that front line, Cavani, etc. So I feel as though we, but then that goes back to the fact that we're playing with a midfield of Fred and McTominay. Um, so he has been somewhat handicapped. So I'm going to give him a six because it's been okay. Uh, I'm still a bit disappointing overall. I was hoping he would be a bit more radical. But I get it. He's here to just do a job till the end of the season. He's Define what you mean get... by um, by radical. But I can't lie to you. If I'm honest, bro, if I... Maguire wouldn't be starting, for an example, for me personally. Yeah. That's just me, though. Um, he dropped Bruno for a couple of games, which was interesting, actually. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh in that regard of the critique. I wouldn't be playing Ronaldo, personally. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be starting him. But that's just me. But then we've lost some players recently, some for different reasons. So, listen, Ralph's just here to get us top four. And if Ronaldo's going to get goals, I guess I understand why Ronaldo plays. But I just feel for the overall sake of the team, I don't want that guy playing for my club ever again. Imagine. imagine. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like him. I hate him. Yeah. Well, but, as, yeah. like, personally or as his, uh, like, as a footballer? Both, both, both. I hate what he did. What when, what game was it? Um. And he did that strut thing. Brentford. Yeah. Subbed. Brentford. Yeah, right. pussy old man. I lie, man. Well, don't play for us again. I lie, bro. But then you look look at it and we're, we've got no one. <laughs> Listen, yeah. he's, uh, I'm leaving Masatam at the end of the season. And then he's going to do what he needs to do. Cool. Um, do you think, before I go into Akka, do you think that sport is going to change by the end of the season? Um, no, no. I think he's just here to get us by do a job um he spoke today interestingly i feel as though he spoke about some of the some of his prints he feels some of his principles are starting to come through with the team feels like we're mm-hmm. creating more chances um he based it on the middlesbrough game and the west ham game um yeah. and i hear him to a degree but i still don't feel as though the chances we're creating going forward or anything like what our rivals do in terms of Liverpool, in terms of City. I call them rivals. Are they even ri- They're not rivals, but City, Liverpool, the best of the best are creating clear-cut chances on a regular basis, and we don't seem to do that. So I'm giving us a six, and I don't think that will change. Will he get us top four? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get top four. Oh, uh, Aka, I'm going to go to you next. Um, obviously, Gaz spoke about us not creating chances uh, like our rivals. We also don't have similar personnel to our rivals, uh, depending on who you count as our rivals. What do you think about uh, Ragnik's tenure uh, so far? I'd say Gaz is about right. I'd say five, six. I see a shell of what he wants to do. That's what I really see, a shell. I think next few games are big for him. We need to see more, more and more games with control and chances created. Um, we are a lot more solid defensively and the last couple of games we have controlled the game. So it's a matter of seeing where we go in February. We've got, I think, five games left till we play City um, and he needs to get the points on the board and he needs to try to keep the control going. But, I mean, I'm, I'm baffled by our January window because we had, a, you know, at the start of the season, everyone said, by all accounts, it's one of our best squads in years and it's just been decimated in January. <laughs> and, and, been ravaged. There's no one there. Like Matt's backup right winger now. 
how am I, I don't know how Matic and Mata are at the club, let alone going to get minutes in this run towards the end of the season. Um, there's no one there, honestly. Like I look at the, you know, Alex was talking about the team that came out on Friday. For me, that's probably our best team. And you look at what's on the bench, and there's nothing there. There's nothing yeah, on the bench. There's nothing on the bench. So we're not we're not going to get top four. So I'd say five six. Um, he, he's tried to do certain things, um, but it's not worked out for him. I think the job has been bigger than he thought it would be. Um, I think we thought we'd get like an Oli kind of new manager bounce, and we've not got anything of the sort. The problem that been bounce was ninety minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes, if anything. The second, <laughs> half, the second half against Palace was poor. Yeah. Um, it's funny because when he talks, and Gaz was talking about, I listened to his press conference today, when he talks, he talks sense. and He gives you insight, like like the previous managers might not have given us insight. And you think, you know, next game will be all right. And then it's it's, it's worse. <laughs> but I suppose the last two 90 minutes have been better. He's got a big month coming up. If he wants to get that score up from 5-6 five, uh, five, to 7-8, He's got to get as many points in the next 15 available as he can. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Alex, what do you think? I think in life, you have to do everything in moderation. (laughs) And I believe that even in the Bible, it says overdoing of uh, simple things in life is even a sin. Over talking, over eating. If I add on to what they've said, that's (laughs) over talking. Absolutely, they've covered every part of it because if i come i'm just going to repeat what they said you know what i'm saying mm. the substitutions the playing t- i mean the the style of play everything everything i'm happy i'm at one thing i'm happy with though i feel like now for this for the last for this next what are we february for the next two three months here yeah, i feel like the players have started to slowly 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 started to feel less invincible like I feel like Ralph has shattered this wall they had up. You know, Ollie was doing the protective father thing, brother, I'm your buddy. I feel like Ralph has come to, to be like, yo, I can't lie to you, bro. I don't care about your little politics. And what I, I'm going upstairs in the next six months. I'm going to be like the big boss. So, like, if you like, behave. If you like, don't behave. That's on you. But he's not going to look bad on me. He's. I feel like that's the vibe he's given off. He's just coming to be a dictator and say, listen, let's just... Like, you know, get it together kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, if I was to rate his tenure out of 10, so far, oh, a fourth, isn't it? So seven. Did you say a four or a seven? No, seven, seven. What, what I said was fourth, aren't we? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the season yeah, was yeah. to end tomorrow morning, Champions League, so... Yeah. Do you know what, yeah? Do you know what you, one thing you said? I feel as though Ruff doesn't give a shit, you know? Because, like, you don't. Times, yeah. He's just like, you know what, Cavani, what, you can't come back? Cool. What, Anthony, you sure you don't want to play? Saying I'm on my ball. Lings, yeah, what, you, you're not on it. You, you want it to go away? Fine. Don't play today. It's fine. He doesn't care. Like, he will do with what he's got. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he, he knows he's not going to get a job at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's going to get some form of consultancy role. Why would mm-hmm. he stress himself? There's no need. There's no actually need. no reason for him to, to go above and beyond or to be stressed about the politics of the club and issues with players. Listen, mm-hmm. you don't want to play my bro, I'll play Alanga instead. It's good to see. It's good to see. Sure. I think I think the players, in, like you talked about this wall, they needed that. I think Brentford, we talked about Ronaldo coming off. I think he did that on purpose to show everyone, listen, it doesn't matter if you're five Ballon d'Ors, five Champions Leagues, whatever. You're coming off, you're coming off. I don't care who you are. 
Cavani wants to farm in Uruguay, wherever he is, you want to do that, you do that. <laughs> you know, like I said, he's made, he don't care. He doesn't care. Shaw wants to eat, like, kebabs and stuff. It's fine. I get. To, I got to tell us. Wan-Bissaka wants to break dance. It's all right. I got to download, you know. He just doesn't care. Um, I hope we see... Hope we see more of Hannibal, and I'm surprised we didn't see more of Donny under him as well. That was surprising for me. I don't know what the issue with Donny is. No nah, man, Donny, Donny must be Donny must be having a jolly up in training, bro. Honestly, it can't be three. How many managers is that? Three. That's characters. I'm a three character. Yeah. Do you know what's right. interesting is that everything I've read, yeah, three. and again we can only, is that everything I've read is that like he actually impresses in training. They're just worried about his durability in terms of the physicality. Again, we'll see how he bears it. Um, Affairs at Everton, sorry. Yeah. And it'll be to see how Lampard utilizes him with Davis there, with um, Corre, with, with Alan, uh, aka Rodney. Yeah, with, like, they've got a lot of like, they've got a lot of players in that vicinity of the area. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. does he even get in? I don't know. We'll see, bro. But once again, like Donny said, I, I need minutes, and he went, "Yeah, you go, you, you do your thing. You need minutes. You ain't getting them here, so you might as well go to Goodison." <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I've only got two I... midfielders left. I um that's one thing I like about him. He's just straight to the point, isn't he? Like he's no nonsense. Yeah. He has no agenda. He will say how he sees it in press conferences, and I think we need that level of like honesty and directness because mm-hmm. with Mourinho, he had his own separate agenda. With Oli, he just didn't have an idea um, or a clue as to what he wants to do. I think the um, I think the thing with uh, Ralph is whether he can actually translate his ideas um, into the brains and onto the pitch with this current crop of players because it's not an easy task. They're not they're not that good. I don't even know if I can call them good um, as a squad in in general. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough ask. I don't I don't envy him at all. Um, cool. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of players actually um the first one is Dallo um and I'm still trying to make my mind up I haven't drawn a conclusion yet as to whether I think this guy is a good player with scope to improve Mm. or whether we were just so used to seeing Aaron Wan-Bissaka slut it up every single week that now a man who can bring down the ball and pass it forward looks like he's a good player. Um, what's your take on him, Alex? Um, I'll come to you first. Um, and then, I guess, secondly, do you think we need to be in the market for a new right-back? Obviously, we've got Laird, um, who I think he's just gone to Bournemouth as well. Um, but he impressed that, I think, with Swansea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Diogo. I think Diogo... I think Diogo's okay. I think he's decent. Um a lot of the a lot of the views on Diogo definitely comes from the back off the back of um Wampasaka being an absolute horror show. Um I don't I, I, I think people underestimate how much bad performances make you rate someone that comes in and does not bad. <laughs> like he, Diogo Dallo is just being not bad. <laughs> He's not doing anything out of the ordinary. I was harsh on Led um, earlier. I, I said he wasn't ready, but I definitely feel after watching what I've seen, yeah, I feel like Led can come in next season and start right back for the next eight years, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Just be our mainstay and one best backup, fifty million pound backup, you know. But um, uh, <laughs> um, Diogo Dallo, I think he's good. I think he's good. I think he gets down the line. He, he takes on his man. He tries. Sometimes he's crossing. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. It just. <laughs> 
mostly, depends. Mostly maybe shit. <laughs> yeah, mostly maybe shit. But do you know what I like about um Dallo? He tries. And he attempts to beat his man. And he attempts to get forward. And he looks forward. And he, he's not he's not he's not waiting for the last ditch tackle. I've seen him sometimes, yeah. Like literally, if he didn't if he wasn't making his way back, if he wasn't running back, would have been pissed. Like I like the way he gets up and down, up and down, up and down. Like I love it. Like, but at the same time, he is not that great. No. <laughs> A lot of my United fans are getting gas, but really and truly, it's just because we we are we've experienced one cycle for two years. And he is a shell of a man, a shell of a footballer. Yeah. Keep that energy. Keep that energy for McTominay as well. We're, we're coming on he to flies. The he, gets up the, he gets up and down. <laughs> yeah, um, McTominay is a different kettle of fish, bro. He's a coward. Um, Dallow is not a coward, you know. There's a difference. <laughs> McTominay hide from the grind. Dallow is willing to face... Like, yeah, cool, whatever. Civil I just War. Are you locked like, like in Civil War on the pod today, yeah? Man, I'm talking about McTominay, bro. I don't know where this came from. This treachery, bro. Treachery. Uh, Aka, what's your what's your take on Dallo? Yeah, uh, yes, not not McTominay, bro. <laughs> he's a like Alex said. I think Alex covered the main points. He he's an improvement on Wambisaka. He does look to go forward. I do think defensively, over the course of the, this little run he's had in the team, he's got slightly better, and I do think mm. he's a bit more assured. Um, I would say he'd be a good backup to Laird. Him and Laird should fight out for next season. I don't think we need. That's not an area where we need to put money in this summer. Um, I think Wambasaka needs to go. Where he goes, you tell me. I don't know who takes a fifteen million pound defender like him because um, he doesn't get into any of the top ten teams for me. Because I think there's much better right backs out there. Yeah. But I would go with top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, literally top fifteen. Literally top fifteen. I mean, I wouldn't even go as far as that. So that's an issue itself, getting him off the, the the books. But I would keep Dallo as a and Laird and make them sort of. I don't think Laird's ready for a fifty game season next year. So I would share responsibilities between them two. But I'm happy with Dallo this season. I think we've seen an improvement. And if he keeps trying and applying himself, like Alex said, uh, there's no reason why he can't push Laird for that first team spot next year. Oh. All right, um, moving on into midfield, um, a problem area for us since, well, since Skulls retired, to be honest. Um, apparently, we're drawing up midfield targets. Um, I think they've mentioned, well, I say they, I think I'm looking at Rob Dawson's um, Twitter when I say this, um, but said that we're looking at Declan Rice, uh, Haidara and uh, Calvin Phillips. Um, Haidara <laughs> and Philip. Boy, I don't make the list, I don't make the short list, in it. Um, but those are potential targets. Um, would you be happy with any of those, uh, Gaz? And if you were, what midfield pairing would you like us to go with next season as a two? So, the problem is, is that. We'd, if we were getting Rice, we'd be massively, massively overpaying for him because I think he's a good player. I don't think he's amazing, but I think he's a good player. Um, and the position we're signing him in for is not even a position I think he really excels in per se. I don't think see him as an amazing centre, defensive midfielder, or deep lying playmaker. What do you two. think? What do you think he's lacking? Did you say do you think he's good, right? Not amazing. Um, He's okay receiving the ball, but he doesn't 
he doesn't give me confidence in someone that's going to be able to either drop in as a third centre back when necessary, or to play in front of the, um, the two centre backs when in terms of screening, in terms of receiving the ball. I think he's a good player. I think he's got bits of everything that he's good at. There's nothing in his skill set which excels for me. He's just a jack of of, of a few trades. Um, I feel like he'd be who'd need to really work on his ability to to not hide from the ball to try and get on it and and to progress his passing. Um, from it's what I've best, heard, yeah. he has. For yeah, from what yeah. I've heard, he's improved that that aspect of the game in terms of um, progressive passing, receiving the ball. One thing I've seen him do quite well is ball carrying. Um, yes, yes. So we'd be signing in essence a, a, a minor upgrade, mate. No, an upgrade on McTominay. Big upgrade. Um, Mine mine. Yeah, fair enough. It depends on your perspective of Rice. I think Rice is a good player. So, we've been massively, massively overpaying for him, which is my concern and my issue. Again, how much my money, pay? so why do I care? Bro, West Ham are going to be putting us... Oh, how much would I? Yeah, in how much would you game, In today's era, plus British tax. Um, One Bissaka tax. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 40. And I feel like I'm... Oh, come on. 40? Oh, it's cheap. Oh, Declan Rice, on West Ham. Uh, yeah, no, nah, but hear me. I'm basing it on what, how much, how good I think he is. Okay. I know oh, okay. his actual value is completely okay. different. His value okay. is around the 120s, the 100s. You huh? can't be paying that for wow. Declan Rice. Yeah. You just named two really wild numbers. No, no, but but I'm I'm like, West Ham are not letting him go for anything lower than... 180. I think, yeah, I think to they'll us, let him go. Yeah. Nah. I think they'll let him go for 70. No, not to us. Because of the Lingard situation, they're not letting him go. Uh, oh, definitely not. It's not worth That's it. True. It's not worth it. Like what Gaz is saying, I like Rice. But the, the drama that's going to come with it, the feed that's going to come with it, the saga that's going to come with it, I don't want him. Because we had that with Sancho. And we, the, what's going to happen is mm. when you wait that long for someone and you pay that much for someone, you get this image in your head that they're going to be they're going to come and solve all our problems, and they don't. And I feel Rice is another player that's going to come into this team and just go into his shell like he does for England a little bit. And it's going to be like, oh, there we go, another 90 million wasted. So I don't want Rice for that reason. Nothing against him as a player. I like him as a player. But for what we need, I just, I, I mean, I, I, I want a shrewd signing in defensive midfield this, this year. Someone that maybe... Yeah, I think, I think, with, I think with Rice... Because I was really critical of him during the Euros, where I thought he was basically doing a McTominay. Which I thought he hid from the ball. I thought when he got it, he did very little with it. And he just, he was effectively like a third centre-back. But I think this season for West Ham, I don't know if he's improved per se, because people tell me that's how he was for West Ham last season. But I think he's shown like defensively he's a really good player um ball carrying he's really good i think to be honest the only thing i think he doesn't do well is uh distribute the ball but on the flip side i think that's the thing we need from a central midfielder the most and so i don't necessarily know if it would be the right fit and i think to your point okay he might come in and look um a bit more average than than he does currently um, Alex, would you pay sixty million for him? Oh, would I pay sixty million? For <laughs> a Declan long time. Rice? Would I pay sixty million for Declan Rice? Nah, man. Let me not be fake. Nah, nah. Because I've been saying yeah, off pod and 
offline and all that. I'll just be saying, I don't want Declan Rice for anything more than 40 million. Just like, honestly, I said that as well. Like 30, 40 million. That's how much he's worth. I don't care what about stupid English tax. Like, that's how much he's worth. If we can get him for that, then cool. Yeah, bring him. Why not? But I don't want to pay 90 million marquee signing price for Declan Rice when I know, when I know he won't be what everybody thinks he will be at Man United. I know it. I just know it. What I said was so correct. When he's playing for England, he's not the same guy when he's playing for West Ham. He's not. And there's a reason for that. He's not He's not used to being around the big boys. Yeah? He's at West Ham. <laughs> he's, the, he's the captain at 19. No, captain at what? 21, 20. They made him captain straight after Noble. You know what I'm saying? So he's been given that privilege. West Ham look after their players well. Can't lie. So he's probably the big man around the... You know what I'm saying? He, now I get to the Sterlings, the Foldens. thinking, it's long. I mean, Man United are marquee signing team, so we're always going to buy stars, whether we like it or not. So, I don't know, man. Personally, that's not... That's, that's, ah, personally, ah, man, nah, man. Nah, man, I don't want him. 60 million is a lot, bro. 60 million is a lot. When I'm seeing Bruno Gomez go for... um, for, How much did he go? 30 million? 35. 35. 35. You know what I'm saying? Quality, quality, quality. It's not what we need, per se... We could buy him, but he's not like a dear, but quality, 35 million, you know what I'm saying? So I think there's other options out there. Our, our scouts need to stop being lazy and just and stop allowing themselves to get tricked into buying players because of clout or because it's the Man United way, whatever that means. But um, yeah, no, not a bit of me. Guys, who would you, uh, who would you look to plug the midfield? Gap. I mean, realistically, I think we're all aware that we need more than one midfielder, but I think realistically, we're probably all aware that we probably only will get one. Um, so, who would you be in the market for? Listen, um, he's in the Premier already, he's played here for years. Is he going to transform us? Probably not, bro. But is he, an, is he a vast improvement on the players that we have playing in? Uh, this area of the field, yeah, I'd go River Nevers, man. Go and spend, I don't think it will cost us anything more than 40, maybe 30, 40. Go and get River Nevers. At least I'll be seeing someone that can receive the ball on the half turn, can play passes progressively <laughs> forward um, and is, is creative and will construct the ball very well as well. Um, as they say, knows the Prem, so there's no issues with the physicality thing. We know he can play like when they speak about Van der Beek, for example, so. Um, and maybe I'm being a bit cheap and easy, but yeah, I'd go and get Ruben Nevers. It's, a, it's definitely an upgrade. He's a different profile player to Rice. Um, Rice is a bit more defensively minded. Um, Ruben is a bit more creative, I would say. Um, so yeah, I'd go and get him. Uh, just off your thing with Calvin Phillips, again, yeah, I wouldn't go with him either. Um, good player. I, I think he's at, maybe his next step is right. a, maybe his next step is a, Who's in the mid tiers? Um, not even a villa, Newcastle. I don't know. No, the Could new be, villa. yeah, yeah. Villa. Newcastle. Yeah. 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 Um, he's a good player, man. Uh, he's not a DM. Like I've seen him play there, okay for Leeds, but like he's mm-hmm. actually one of Leeds' best players. They've struggled with that massively this year. Mm-hmm. But they really, really miss him. He's key to everything that they do. Pretty much his energy, uh, his willingness to run. He's not bad on the ball. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be. I don't think he'll transform us. I think Ruben Nevers would. If I had to pick out the, the three that you mentioned, and then you're offering me Nevers as well, I'm gonna go and get Nevers. But maybe it's because I like my international boys, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. 
Um, pause, Aka, Robin, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Mercer, he likes it international, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, don't sound the my name. Pause, yeah? Pause. Uh, I was going to go to you, Aka, but I know who you would care. Um, who you would care. <laughs> You'd probably have McTominay twice. So... <laughs> if only we could clone him. If only we could. Now, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, though, I don't want to see a pair next year. I want to see a 43. I want to see two number eights. So this mm. pair talk doesn't really do it for me. I want to see... Yeah, same, same, same. same. I want to yeah. see a holding midfielder. And I don't mind, like, Neves or someone. That's a good shout. Um, and I want to see two eights. So... Name them. Name your three, then. I would have... I mean, holding midfield is a very hard position because I mean I can't think of many top holding midfielders that we can bring in in world football. But it's a specialist position, man. Yeah, it is, it? And it is. yeah, and that's why I said um, obviously the two because I think at this level to play one DM solely with two eights, either all three have got to be pretty incredible and pretty like tech, um, pretty tactically astute. Or you've got to have one DM who could do it all. And those players are few and far between. They're almost as rare as uh, like yeah. top number nines um, right now. Yeah, I think specialist positions are dying in general. Most of the specialists are over 28. It's true. So I, I think in general, footballers are being taught to be more universal, being able to play in the middle, being able to play on the, Like Saka, for example, left back, left wing, right wing, number 10. Like, that's norm now. So it's just a bit, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a bit scary as well. Because it's like, I think it's, really a, good it's a, it's a, sorry, Alex. I think it's the, no, the, the Guardiola kind of influence as well. Because he moves Cancelo from like right back and he's done it with like Philip Lahm and these guys and he moved him from right back yeah. into centre mid and then, you know, into like third centre backs and stuff like that. So I think you're right. I think from grassroots coaching, we're getting a generation now which is encouraged to play. Like Alaba, uh, David Alaba from Madrid, you know, people that move inside and mm. go out on the wing. So it's true. We don't we don't get many specialist Nemanja Matiches, let's say, sitting in front of that yeah. defence and doing his job. If only he was ten years younger, but that's the kind of profile we need. But there's not many players yeah. out there in world football. So no. it's a sticky one still. I think like if 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 Pogba goes as well, I think the midfield's a, it's an absolute mess. Because I, 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 I said two number eight. But, I don't want Bruno as an operator. For me, ideally, if we could get, if we could get um, a really, really good DM, I don't know who that is, and then I would I'd keep Pogba and Donny. I'd have Pogba and Donny as the two number eights. Uh, maybe rotate Donny with a bit of McTominay. I'll get him in there somehow. <laughs> um, you know, somehow, some way. Depending on the opposition, but that would be my kind of formula. But the issue is, I can't tell you a, a, def- a DM. Maybe Nevers. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And even that never shout to me sounding a bit. It's just like what we're familiar with. Like it's just a bit. It's not filling me with joy at all. I think you know it is. Yeah. The reason I, I said never is because he's a he's a hooper, bro. Like I've seen yeah, enough of him to say, yeah. bro, he's a, he's he's technically secure. I haven't yeah. seen that in because Pogba's always you're gonna get one Pogba injury a year if not two. Yeah. Bruno isn't. Bruno is not. He's technically hazard. He's a hazard. You're gonna get yeah. some moments of run. You struck the ball clean, and then you're gonna get moments where run. That's your 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 thinking process is bizarre. Um, Neves is someone that I think is just very very. Again, maybe a bit safe, solid, as you said. He's, yeah, um, he's solid. Yeah, he's, he's strong in the challenge as well. He's strong in the challenge, and uh, he's good at interceptions, and he's good at tackles as well. I think people don't give him enough credit for that. Obviously, we've seen his worldy hits, his technical yeah. ability, but 
the stats mm. point to it as well. He is quite sound. Bro, that Wolves team is a very, very solid team. Even yeah, solid. Another thing, we'll, hopefully we get a, a coach that is a system coach. And we need someone like Neves there, I think, with that technical ability, with that tactical assurance. And he's, he's strong in the challenge. The stats point to it. He's not. He's no slouch. He is strong in the challenge. Yeah. Cool. Uh, obviously, um, I think Forrest, did they win this weekend? I feel like they did. Yeah, 4-1. Uh, they beat Leicester. They won 4-1, bro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think Ghana got an assist. I think that's two assists in two games for him. I can't say I've been monitoring, monitoring him massively, um, but I do know he's done fairly well at his Nottingham Forest stint. Um, does anyone think he can come into the first team next season and play a decent part? Squad player. I think he'll come in next year. He'll join the preseason tour. <laughs> uh, he'll probably impress on the preseason tour and he'll probably be a squad player next year. I hope he's a squad player next year because if that if not, he needs a Premier League loan then. Because mm -hmm. so yeah. does Laird as well. I think they yeah. need to get into the Premier League now. They get into that age. Garner's he was very slight when he was a bit younger a few years ago. He's got he's doing he's getting his miles in, he's racking his miles up. Um, I think he can do a job as a as a squad player next year. You know, you're phasing Matic out next year. You've got Hannibal coming in as well. I think these two can pick the minutes up of a match maybe next yeah. year. Yeah, I'd like to see a bit more of Hannibal next season. I think now Donny's gone, we might see him get a few minutes when Hopefully. when Bruno uh when Bruno is them, uh, rested. them Donny minutes, yeah. I'll be real, yeah. Watching James Garner the other day, yeah, I was impressed. I don't watch him often. I'm not going to pretend. But when I did watch him the other day, he dominated. He dominated so much, yeah, that I was saying to my friends, I don't want to see Ndidi at Old Trafford ever. 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 I was one of the Ndidi in. I was one of them lot. I was one of them. Oh, yeah, bring him, bring him. Nah, nah. 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 Um, James Garner, probably top, mm, top three players on the pitch. And that's including him. Um... Oh, I forgot his name on the wing. But yeah, Spence, 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 Spence and Spence, yeah. he's the other one, Brennan Johnson. That's it. Baller. So yeah, Ghana was top three on the pitch and had an amazing game. Assist. He's technical security, by the way. McTominay could never. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with Ghana. People are saying bring it back from loan, Martin Keown and that, you know, the 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 year does but um i'm happy i'm happy to see james gonna integrate into the squad next season definitely baller yeah the thing about him playing well in one game though is that's what mctominay does like seven games a season doesn't he so we'll see i guess we'll find out his his role level when he comes back uh hopefully i think we we've sold um well, it looks like we're going to sell Pereira finally um for double digit figures as well that must be the best thing we've done um in a long time uh so yeah maybe there'll be a squad place for him next season um we're up against burnley tomorrow away turf more um max corney and his boys how does everyone see that game going guys i'm gonna start with you um ah uh, yeah we do well talk for turf more for the most part um if pogba plays uh, yeah, three points, man. I'm gonna have to say, and I, I don't have faith in this United team anymore. But I don't rate this Burnley team whatsoever. If you think that we, I once thought of Burnley in terms of 
strong, resilient, nasty team. You don't really want to face them too tough. Uh, Going to work to the to the fucking last minute type of thing. I don't see that in them anymore. So, mm. I'm saying I don't watch them, so I'm lying. But <laughs> so yeah, I completely lied, man. I don't know why I tried to get some they fans get on the Morgan fan But yeah, we should pick up three points. Um, this is like coming to the back end of this supposed easy run. So go get three points. And I don't care how you do it because I don't care anymore. But just go and win. Um, word win. from a broken man. Aka, your view? I think Burnley's bottom of the, the league, albeit with 50 games in hand or something. But, um, <laughs> but um, Norwich, we struggled. Just about got over the line. Newcastle, we struggled. Lucky to get a point. Watford, we got smashed. When we played them, Fucking going up, off that record yeah. against the bottom three, four, I'm going to go with the draw tomorrow. I can't see us winning. I just think they're going to make it hard for us. It's that cliched, cold, wet night at Burnley. They might as well be the new Stoke. They're going to, I think, Gaz said that, you know, the, you know what you're going to get with Burnley and they're going to make it a tough night. Maybe a bit of Pogba quality or that's about it, really. Nobody else I can think of that might pull some quality <laughs> out on the day. Might. <laughs> That's why. That's why it was last year, wasn't it? Pogba. It was a Pogba strike that was the difference. Well, you know, no, no faith in Marcus Rashford to get us a goal or two. No, got no okay. faith in Rashford. I got. A, you know what? It's more likely Rashford's going to put a status up after a bad. <laughs> 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 no, my days. No, 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 Stop, man. I'm not going to allow that, bro. I'm not going to allow that, man. I'm not going to allow that because we're talking on Rashford like he's not. Like he's not top five for most stats that require that that include be- the best footballers in, in the Premier League. Well, I feel like Rashford hasn't done it over the years, man. Like no, he has I don't really like the disrespect towards Rashford personally because um I feel like it creates an environment that, that is toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because when something goes wrong with another player, is that gonna be the same reaction? I hope not. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, allow a man, allow a man to have his phases, man. He's young, man. You know he's I think he's been, yeah, yeah. I mean, last year he this was good. Been a long phase, though. This, is this a year long he's phase. been poor. Like this year he's been poor. A man said he's young, you know. But are we pretending? No, 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 no. Let's stop because I, okay, talk about Burnley first, yeah, quick. Yeah, quickly, yeah. Let's yeah. not let's not okay. do this Russian thing. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Burnley because <laughs> I was I was actually gonna say before you ask that question, Stevie, I was actually gonna say I feel like Pogba and Rashford. I feel like Russia was cool tomorrow. And um, I don't know what this is based on. But um, I just feel like it was cool tomorrow. And I feel like uh, Manchester United can win tomorrow. Because against Bruno's, bro, I can't lie, we've made so... Bro, it's been a long time since I've seen Man United miss six chances, seven chances. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't normally create that many. So I feel like this system we have right now, include Pogba in it. Oh, I don't know. We haven't really seen Pogba this season, so we can't really say what it's like with or without him. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I think... And we haven't seen Pogba under a new manager, actually, funny enough. So, yeah. I think we tomorrow, I think we can put it out of the bag tomorrow, man. Burnley have one win and, like, seven draws or something like that. Something ridiculous. I can't remember. But we, I think we can do it, personally. I think we can do it. I think we can win a scatty one, though. Scatty, scatty win. Cool. Um, all right. I'm going to go to listeners' questions. And it's hilarious this <laughs> this week because 50% of them really just look like they're attacks on Ronaldo. Um, so I'm, I'm here just, for it. 
I'm going to condense those into one. I'm quickly going to summarise them. Uh, what's it going to be? Six said, firstly, I want to just shout out all the United fans who knew Ronaldo was crap before he even kicked a ball this season. Shout out me. Um, secondly, well, yeah, I'll get onto this question after. How bad is Ronaldo? Is Z's underscore London? Um, and Alan Salon S asks, when can we possibly offload? I'm not going to repeat the name he's put down. Yeah, here. I've seen, I'm just reading <laughs> yeah. it now. When can we possibly offload Ronaldo this summer? I can't do another year of this nonsense. I might as well chuck in Arnold's. Uh, when will this end as well? Uh, never on this evidence. Um, okay, on to the few serious questions we do have. Um, Again, they're quite similar, um, but I think it's quite timely because we spoke about midfielders, didn't speak about strikers, and it seems like we do need one given our current lineup or strike force is uh, Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, who does everyone think we should be in the market to sign as a striker? Alex, I'm going to start with you. You're shaking I'm your head. I've been struggling. I've been struggling with this one. I've been struggling with this one. I've been struggling. That's the one position that generally I'm stumped. I don't know. Because I don't know because I'm scared. I'm scared of strikers because they can ever really come to the Premier League and stink. And when your striker stinks, your whole like like look at look at <laughs> Chelsea for God's sake. That's horrible. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't it doesn't it's not a nice feeling when your number nine is horrible. You get what I'm saying? I feel like we can deal with a rubbish left back, a rubbish winger. Like you're number nine, the focal point of your team. Yeah. So I'm I'm stumped. I can't lie. I don't know. Aka? Is a question who to sign in the summer? Yeah. yeah. Haaland is the obvious one, but I think the competition's gonna just blow us out of the water. Depending and on where we finish that. in the league. I I mean, if we come fourth and Spurs come fifth or sixth. Harry Kane is a shout, depending on how, how the season finishes off and where we finish in the league. In terms of, you want goals from a number nine, so that's that's what, you know, ultimately. And I think Kane is, is te technically better than Ronaldo and like, at the minute, not this, this version of Ronaldo that we've seen because we don't see Ronaldo getting, you know, on the ball as, in, as much. He's not getting the chances created for him. Um, I do feel like Kane can bring that front line together a bit more, bring Rashford, Sancho, that would be a good. I think that could be a good front three. It's got the makings of a good front three going forward. There's not a lot of number nines out there, like Alex said, and I think I'd go with Kane because he's probably the most proven in the Premier League. And that's you know like that, that's not even a guarantee because Lukaku's got what 100 league, Premier League goals. Yeah, he's bombed. So, Harlan. Um, I mean, Harlan would be the one I'd go for. But if you can't get him, then maybe, maybe depending on how the season finishes, Kane. Yeah, guys. Um, I'm I've got nothing. I've got nothing for you, my guy. Man <laughs> <laughs> said that. I don't know. Nah, uh, the, the lack of the lack of strikers is worrying, man. Yeah. It's alarming, bro. I think they're good, think, good strikers. Yeah, I think um, the, obviously Kane and Haaland are, are the are the ones that would. Would you guys take Kane to start? Off? I yeah, I would definitely take Kane. I think the question at this point, and it's sad to say, would Kane take us? If if I was in the last big money move of my career, I hadn't won any trophies, um, would I chance it on this current United side? That's it's funny, though. It's funny because if it was this last summer that's gone by, 
Kane, Kane would have yeah. moved. He would have moved like that. He wouldn't have thought about it. He would have moved. But yeah. with the way the season's played out and the managerial appointments and the uncertainty at United, um, yeah. you know, it's like I said, it depends how the season plays out now. I think it depends on who gets fourth. If Spurs come fourth and we come fifth, what a dark day for United because Harry Kane's not going to be coming. I mean, that's a Spurs player turning down United in the end. That's yeah. just shocking, really. That doesn't happen, does it? It shouldn't happen. Yeah. Okay, um, and then a uh, final question from Shad's um, or Shaq season. Sorry, um, what pros and cons do you see? I'll ask uh, one of you each question. What pros and cons do you see in the first one is keeping Ragnik as manager next season? Um, I will go to you for that, Alex. Cool. Um... Do you know what? I, I, do you know what's been annoying me as well? Yeah. Why? Why are people talking about Ragnik being our coach for longer than the rest of the season? Is it? Is it? Damn. I don't know if it's PTSD or CTE. <laughs> I don't know what's doing everyone that like, people are so used to the replacement becoming the permanent coach. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have a chance of being our manager. Forget about it. I, I hate seeing the question. I hate where people ask it. It, it irritates me almost. It's like, bro, does this look like a man that wants to manage a club? <laughs> Like, are, are we watching the same thing? <laughs> He's hanging everyone out to dry. You won't last two years here, bro. <laughs> like, I, I personally don't get it. I hate that question so much, man. Ralph will never be our coach, bro. He didn't come here for that. I think they even had to beg him to be the manager. Right? seriously. <laughs> you don't want to be a coach. So, no, I don't see there's a... I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Alex has just flat out refused to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a silly question because uh, well, would crazy. they be putting out um, coach like coach options if he was meant to be staying? You know what I'm that's disrespectful, surely. You know what I'm saying? So, come on, it's never gonna happen. All right, sorry, sorry, Shaq, you're not getting that part of the question answered. Um, uh, guys, I'll go to you. Uh, positives and or pros and cons in signing Poch. Um, Poch knows the league. Um, his teams have always been well. The two teams that he's had in the Premier League, Southampton and Tottenham, were the hardest working teams, covered the most ground. Um, he improved both teams in his tenure. Uh, um, didn't didn't get his second cycle at Spurs, and I'm gonna put part of the blame on him. Even if it's a small amount, you're still accountable for what you produce as a manager and as a team. Um, but yeah, didn't get his second cycle. So I've always been a fan of his. Um, aspects of disappointment would have been uh, his last year at Spurs, last his last actually year and a bit at Spurs, as well as this PSG sort of stint. Again, the PSG thing we've discussed before is it's it's a tough job. So yeah. I'm gonna give him a bit of a blight, but I still feel he should win the league every year, no matter what. And they didn't win the league last year. And that's that's a that's a taint on this season. I think they're um, out of another cup comp this season as well. Aren't they? They're out of the cup. They lost to Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I feel as though it's harsh. To, do you know what it is? Yeah. I feel as though it's harsh to critique him in many aspects of this PSG job and the back end of the Spurs job because there were circumstances that led to the led to why they didn't win the league and so on and so forth. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you've bought a few a few big opportunities, Champions League final, 
didn't win the league with um, PSG. His recruitment at Spurs, Buki at best. Yeah. Or at worst, depending on how you view it. Very, very suspicious uh, acquisition of players. So, uh, he like, I, I'm not a fan of Victor Wanyama. They signed Wanyama. That, yeah. I can't be having man like Wanyama. <laughs> Or that profile of playoff, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. again, um, but he knows the league, his teams work hard, notorious for working hard. Uh, it fairly very progressive in terms of his use of his wing backs or for full back story and um, trying to be a progressive team getting the ball forward and being positive. But I don't know, I don't know. But I guess the next one, uh, the next person we discuss, he somewhat differs from, from Potshaw. Yeah, that'd be interesting to hear what Alex has to say about 10. Uh, it's going to be Akka. Oh, I can't say, my bad, my bad. Yeah. So, if, if he's still there. Uh, question, I mean, the same question for Ten Hag, pros and cons. I think pros is um, he's won trophies, um, albeit in Holland, but plays good football. Donny will get minutes. The cons. <laughs> a pro? He is a pro. I think Donny's a good player. I'm surprised he's not got more minutes at United. It's quite shocking what we've done to Donny in the last two years, if you look at it. Because he was quite, he was one of the, he was one of, the, I think in the Ballon d'Or list in two years ago, he came, what, number nine or something? Or top 20? You know what, it? yeah? Just off your point, like, if there's anyone that I guess you'd want to be coaching, Donny, yeah. like, you, yeah. you would assume it would be 10. Whether that translates, I've seen this stuff before, a manager signed plays a coach, and he, they might not, they might not work in this squad. But hypothetically, you'd assume that that would work, so yeah. I just feel like people like Sancho, Donny, Rashford even would benefit from a coach like Ten Hag. Um, the cons would be that he's not managed here before. This is now the big leagues. Managing, no offence to... And Ajax is a great football institution. But the pressure is cranked up at Man United. Um, and is he ready for that? I mean, Poch has got the fact that he's, he's managed in England and he's done a relatively very good job for the large part whilst he's been in England. Um, I would take Ten Hag. Another pro would be that down the line, you're looking at sort of forming this kind of, um, uh, what's the word, trinity of, sorry, of like Ragnik and you, maybe Van der Sar and Ten Hag and you've got a bit of structure coming into the club as well. I think he suits yeah. that model more, mm. that's pro as well. My con would be that it's it's Manchester United, it's the biggest job he's <laughs> had by a mile um, and he's new, to, he's new to, the con- uh, to the league and the country and uh, I don't think he's used to sort of the kind of personalities you might have here. Because Ajax is very much, they, they they get it into the head at a young age, they play a certain way from a young age, they come they come together as uh, youth teams. So you've got like uh, Van der Beek, Frankie de Jong, De Lit. you've got the next batch coming through. Before that, you had LBGs. So they come through and they have this ideology from a young age. Whereas United, like we said before at the start of the pod, you've got a Sancho and then you've got a Wan Bissaka. You know, you've got a, a, just a random signing with the, you know, then you've got Ronaldo getting signed at 37. You've got a farmer in Cavani coming in at 34, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think that would be a con, the fact that he's he's used to managing a certain team and a certain structure and a certain style. And he's going to have to start from scratch. But he would he would be my pick. Yeah. I think um, at Ajax, uh, he can focus a lot on coaching. Whereas if he comes to United, he's really going to learn the definition of being a manager because he has got to manage those players very carefully and teach them a lot. And I think it's just, yes, it, like you said, it's different kettle of fish where at Ajax, you get a um, 
you get a constant flow of academy players who already know the ideology, already know how um, I think, you want to play, yeah, how the team... I think what's forgotten with Ajax is they come together as teams. They've yeah. played each other since the age of 9, 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. I think people forget that. And you've seen the lads that have been separated from the last Ajax youth team. They've struggled. So, De Litt yeah. struggled in Italy. Frankie de Jong hasn't really hit the heights in Spain. Van der Beek's career has gone into reverse. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, and it's historically as well, I think the players do struggle when they leave Ajax because they come together as kids and then the players, they, they're used to each other's game and the system so much. That when they go into another country, they struggle. Yeah. Now, whether that Ten Hag would be like that as a manager, only time will tell. But um, I do think he is a he is a disciplinarian. He is a you know he he does lay the law down and he does take no nonsense. So um, I, I'm just in, intrigued to see what Ten Hag would do. And ultimately, much like uh, maybe why we appointed Mourinho, I don't want Ten Hag to go to a rival. And I think he's destined to go to City or Liverpool if we don't get him. And we've missed the yeah. Klopp, we've missed the Pep. Um, and I don't want to miss it in Hag really, so I think we should mm, go. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. One one thing I will say on that, yeah. <clears throat> one thing I hate uh, as well about this whole managing manager chase is that I feel like when Man United are going after a manager, we let it be known. We we kind of it's tell public. everyone what, what we're doing. Everybody knows. So if Man City want to counter it tomorrow morning, they can because they know what we're going to do. We never know when City or Liverpool are looking for any coach or certain players don't even get mentioned until they sign. So I just feel like May United, we should be going about this a lot less public. Or I don't know if they're trying to appease the fans. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a fan I and think, I don't... I don't yeah. think we even have the connections and relationships in Europe to even do things quietly if we want wanted to. I think part of some of what we're doing is to actually make these people aware. Um, because I think football, the problem football, is like football's moved on a lot since Fergie left, and we just mm. never moved with it. I think the problem is is the board is so out of touch, and they yeah. they want to they want to please the fans. And what did what? Well, at least what we've done under Woodward is, and I hope it changes under Arnold is. Woodward's got a lo load of friends in the media, so he gauges the reaction through the media. So they'll, they'll he'll give a story to them about. We're going for Pochettino, and that'll get leaked into the media, and then they're trying to gauge our reaction. And like you said, when when you do that, Alex, you don't get that kind of secrecy or that kind yeah. of you know, you know. I'm hoping that maybe we link. I think it's it's going between Poch and Ten Hag, but there's the guy at Sporting Lisbon that no one's mentioning. He's a good manager. There's a guy um, the, um, who's managing Nice. He won the league last year with Lille. It would be nice. It would be refreshing to see if, if they're using these two as a smokescreen and they go for a left-field appointment. At least that way, you know, people don't know what we're doing. But because the way the board runs a club and the way they leak the media stories, it's it's the nature of the beast. It's Manchester United, I suppose. I suppose we can't move like a city. We can't move like a Liverpool. Yeah. Cool. Well, that brings us nicely to a close. Fingers crossed we pick up three points tomorrow because Lord knows what we're going to do if we don't. Um, but no, in this club, it could be more the same. Uh, Gaz, Aka, Alex, pleasure to have you lot on as always. Pleasure, bro. I'm sure we'll be uh, crying or celebrating in the group chat at some point in the next 24 hours. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back wow. next week. Peace. Bless you. Sports Social Podcast Network.